Welcome, welcome to my podcast, the Bushy Baller Brand Podcast. This is our post week four. So we are now officially a quarter into the season for the NFL, which is very, very exciting. And it seems kind of quick, really, that we're already at the point to where we're now a quarter into the season. Kind of nuts, kind of nuts. So as you guys have been seeing, I did a preview podcast and the first three weeks of the season for me, I kind of did like, you know, like a weekly wrap up of here are the top three stories of the week and out of the NFL week that just happened weeks one, two and three. Well, we are quarter in to the season and I'm going to give you something a little bit different here and it's going to be three things that I was right about, three things that I was wrong about and an updated pick for my Super Bowl and MVP for this season so far. And these picks are going to be based off of, if you watch the preview podcast, you listen to it, you can go back, look at the notes, give me a listen, and I'll let you know where I was wrong, and you can kind of follow me along with that if you want to. But without further ado, let me start off with the three things that I was right about for the NFL quarter into this season. And the first thing that I personally feel that I was right about, and I'm sure I'm not the only person, I'm sure there is a lot of other people out there that feel that they could have been right about this pick as well, is that the Patriots will win the AFC East once again. I'm sorry, but if you hate the Patriots, it's just how it is. They've been running through that division easily, and it hasn't really been anything too difficult for them so far. So really, that's where I stand with that, is that the Patriots will win. They did just beat the Bills, who, by the way, have been playing exceptionally well. Like, shockingly well I did pick the Bills to come in second in this division with a 9-7 and record but I think that they may reach 10 wins this year now Josh Allen is in concussion protocol which is kind of a you know key factor for them and almost sort of like a reason why the Bills would have lost to the Patriots if Josh Allen was in that may have been a different story because Matt Barkley is not really the guy that you want leading your team against the Patriots just doesn't seem to get a whole lot done there for them but the Patriots have been playing exceptionally well. This may be one of the best defenses, not just the Patriots and Bill Belichick's era, but that I've seen in a long time. I mean, there's not big names. That's the thing about the Patriots is that their defense isn't always big name guys like, oh, let's sign the biggest names for the biggest contracts and we'll just play out. It's sign these solid guys, get great coaching, and they will play right up to where they want them to be. They also show that they didn't need Antonio Brown. Had him for one game, let him go, don't need him. Brady is still performing well enough for this team. Did struggle a little bit against the Bills, though. Bills defense played him pretty well. But obviously, it's Tom Brady. He got it done. He did what he had to do for the team. The Bills did put up a fight, which is an encouraging sign for Buffalo fans that this Bills team is trending in the right direction. I don't necessarily think it'll be this year that they'll get the division, but I still think the Pats will run this division defensively. You know, you got Gilmore, you got Collins, the McCourty brothers, very deadly on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, obviously, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, James White, Sonny Michelle. Very, very scary team. Patriots will run the AFC East. I think the Bills will put up a fight, but, you know, coming into late November and December is where I think that they're going to really start to run away with the division. So, first thing I was right about, 
Patriots winning the AFC East. Second thing that I was right about, and another thing that I think everybody is right about, is that the Chiefs are for real. This Kansas City Chiefs team is a legit contender, and this team is absolutely lighting it up right now. However, last week, the Lions put up a great fight against them, almost beat them. It took till the last second of the game for the for the Chiefs to beat the Lions. Like, it took them all the way to the end. But overall, this Chiefs team, super deadly. This running game is back. Shady McCoy has shown flashes of his old self with his old coach. He's looking at times like Philadelphia, LaShawn McCoy, and he's got his Philadelphia coach there as well. And, you know, they did have Kareem Hunt. Everybody knows the issues with him. They're, they're really not, they're not missing him at all with the way that Shady's running. And you got... Like these random guys just stepping up for them. Miko Harmon, Demarcus Robinson, early on Sammy Watkins. Like these are guys where it's like, where do they come from? Like they weren't playing well. They weren't doing their best. Maybe these guys are just kind of like, like I didn't. I mean, I haven't. I didn't even know who Miko Hardman, and Demarcus Robinson were until Patrick Mahomes turned them around, and all of a sudden they're putting up like wide receiver one fantasy points. Like it's crazy what these guys are doing and what Patrick Mahomes is doing for this team. And on top of this, they still have their top receiver, Tyree Kill, to come back. Which is, that's a guy that, you know, you got to play. You play 15, 20 yards off of him, he'll still run by you. He is the quickest guy in the league. So they still have him to come back. And they're already like 4-0. And so the Chiefs are for real. Patrick Mahomes is once again playing out of his mind. When he gets going, no stopping Patrick Mahomes. And... I'll get to it a little bit later, more on Patrick Mahomes, but he he's the real deal, and this Chiefs team is somebody that, this is a team that you really don't want to run into. Now, middle of the season, end of the season playoffs, there's no good moment where it's like, you know, I think we'll catch the Chiefs off guard. No, you're not catching the Chiefs off guard. They are one of, if not the best team in the league right now. Finally, the last thing that I was right about so far quarter into the season is that the NFC North is really going to be a close race. And if you haven't heard my preview podcast, I had the placing going, Bears winning the division, then the Packers and the Vikings and the Lions. But I all ha- I had the Lions within three games of the Bears, which means that a couple field goals or a drop pass or a back call goes one way or the other, this division could be completely flipped. And it could be turned around. And it's something that really, if you're an NFC North fan, it's kind of exciting to watch if you're a fan of any of the teams in the NFC North. Because think about it for a second. You have a team that, you know, is somebody's going to finish last in the division. That's how this works. Some team will finish last. Which is a shame. Because they're all playing well. But it's encouraging to know that right now, the last place Vikings are 2-2. Two and two. Last place. They're at 500. In the AFC South, they'd be tied for first with all four teams in the AFC South. All four teams in the AFC South are 2-2. Two and two. So that is a really encouraging sign for a fan of any of the teams. The last place at 500. Quick notes on the Vikings. Kirk Cousins. Uh, I, just, I have to sigh because I don't really know what the Vikings are doing or what they need to do. But he's got to go. That That's one thing that I do know. Kirk Cousins. Has got to go. He's got to get out. They got to somehow get out of that contract. Because he is not their quarterback of the future. 
He's not. He's on a bad contract. He's not throwing balls well. If you didn't see after this week, Adam Thielen had a comment about the balls being thrown. He said you got to get him there. Something like that. I don't remember the exact quote, but definitely wasn't an encouraging sign to hear from one of your top receivers. They do have Dalvin Cook, who is running like a maniac this year, and he's got to be their guy. They have to continue to get the ball to Dalvin Cook. He's one of the best running backs in the league so far this year. And the, the thing that is upsetting, I mean, I don't want to say it's upsetting, but kind of frustrating, like I've been saying, if you're a fan of an NFC North team, is that the Vikings could finish 8-8 eight and eight and finish last place because that's how tight this division is going to be. So there's some things on the Vikings. Lions have been shockingly good. Like, I, I didn't think the Lions were going to even be talked about in the league. I thought they'd start off 1-3, and 0-4, oh just kind of be like, you know, shove them to the side, whatever, who cares about the Lions. But no, they're 2-1-1 two, two, they're two, one and one right now. And they are very close to being 4-0. Like, really, like a couple plays gone their way. They stand up a little bit. They could have been 4-0 because you played the Chiefs. You took it to just about the last second to have the Chiefs beat you. And you went into overtime with the Cardinals. And let's be real here. You should have beat the Cardinals in overtime. Cardinals are nothing special. They're fun. You got Kyler Murray. But they are not anything to be, you know, scared of in the league. So, the Lions... Very close to being 4-0. Stafford's still playing solid. And I, I could see the Lions... This is the tough part about me with the NFC North. Is that though I could see the Lions sneaking into the playoff spot. But I have them like finishing third in the division. Which like, I don't think three teams from the NFC North will be getting into the playoffs. Which is a shame because Detroit has been dying to see something go their way for a while and then you got the Packers who have Aaron Rodgers I mean that's all you really need to say they got Aaron Rodgers as long as they got Aaron Rodgers they got a chance they did lose to the Eagles last week in our three and one and that loss to the Eagles definitely could hurt both morale and physically they are hurt Jamal Williams got rocked by Derek Barnett who probably should be fine for the hit I mean it was a late legal hit and really rocked Jamal Williams. So hoping he's okay. And I did see that Devontae Adams, the top receiver, is doubtful to play this week against the Cowboys. Most likely not going to play. He also got hurt against the Eagles. But that's really, it's an interesting matchup with the Cowboys. Because, I mean, I'll touch on the Cowboys a little bit later on in this podcast. But... This is going to be a fun matchup to watch, and being injured, having guys out and injured has never stopped Aaron Rodgers, so I don't think it's going to stop him this week from playing his absolute best and doing what he does, which is light it up and put on a show for the league. And finally, the Chicago Bears, they're playing well. I'm not sure if it's going to hold up. Mitch Trubisky did get injured. We'll see how he recovers from that. If he misses multiple weeks right now, they got Chase Daniel. And, you know, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Chase Daniel keeping the Bears afloat. If he only misses a week or two, that's one thing. But if he ends up missing five or six, this thing could go downhill really quick. And they do have guys like Tariq Cohn and Allen Robinson who, you know, they're there. They'll, they'll flash a couple big plays, but they're nothing that's going to make, you know, you they're not going to blow your mind. And you're not going to say, oh, i got to tune in to watch Allen Robinson play. No, you're not going to do that. Maybe Tariq Cohn, you might say, oh, I want to see if he can return this punt for a touchdown because 
He is quick and he's elusive, kind of like a mini Darren Sproles. But for me, for the Bears, I think the most key part is Mitch Trubisky's health and to see what, how he goes with his recovery. This defense, though, one of the, the, I mean, the defense got some scary guys, especially Danny Trevathan and Cleo Mack. Cleo Mack is just an absolute unit of a player. And I, I have not seen many guys play like Cleo Mack, and he is one scary dude. And you have to double team. You got to somehow avoid him getting to the quarterback. So watch out for this defense and watch out for the NFC North because I think the whole year, at least through October, it's going to be somewhat close. And this is a really, really fun division to watch. So keep your eye out on them. So those are three things that I was right about from my NFL season preview podcast and a quarter through the season. So now let me touch on a little bit the one that, you know, makes it a little bit harder to talk about and record which is admitting that you were wrong. So let's go to three things that I was wrong about. The first one being that I had that the 49ers would be 8-8 eight and eight and be average and finish third in that division. Well, let me tell you something. It's early, so I can't lock it in, but they are looking a lot better than average so far. They did have a bye week this past week, so they're only 3-0. and They're not 4-0, so that's definitely something that you're going to want to Watch it, see how they come off the bye week. But the Niners, they're, they're playing well. I haven't been able to watch too many of their games, but I have been seeing a couple highlight videos and, you know, here and there talking about their fantasy guys on their team. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing solid. Not really looking like a whole lot like you can see that he was injured last year. I mean, the guy is playing well. And he's using his weapons. I thought the weapons would be really bad. Like, I thought that, you know, Goodwin and Matt Braid, I thought these guys were going to be like, and, you know, you got George Kittle, but nothing else. I mean, I heard a lot of hype about Dante Pettis. I thought he'd just be average. But, no, like, these guys are stepping up, and they are getting it done for the 49ers. They're currently 3-0. and And as it stands, I think they're going to finish better than the 500 record that I had them at. So, I tip my hat to them. They're playing really well. Keep up the good work, San Francisco. You're proving me wrong. You're proving, sure, you had many doubters out there. Um, I'm intrigued by this matchup that they have coming off the bye week. Monday night against the Browns this week. Tune in, because you're going to want to watch it. Because I think it's going to be one of the most exciting games of the year. Because you got Baker Mayfield and Chubb, and you got the whole Browns thing playing a surprisingly well 49ers team. I really, I like the 49ers odds to make the playoffs right now, if they keep going the path that they're on right now. I really do like their odds. So keep your eye out on the 49ers. Second thing... That I was wrong about is I slept way too much on the Ravens, like a lot. Now here's where it gets kind of tricky. I had them at eight and eight and third in the division. They are currently at 500, but it's like a good 500, a pretty good 500. You lost to the Chiefs. No shame there. You put up a fight. It wasn't like they got blown out. They put up a great fight against the Chiefs, and they were in it the entire time. So no shame in that at all. They did also lose to the Browns, which, depending how you look at it, is a good loss, bad loss. It's really, it depends how you look at that game. I think it's a pretty good loss because, in my, I mean, no loss is good. So, like, like I don't think, oh, you lost, but, like, no. But, like, they lost to a good Browns team because, if you know me, I'm high on the Browns. And I think the Browns are a really good team. I think they're starting to get it together. And they're at 2-2, two and two, just like the Ravens. So I think that it was just nice, solid loss for them. And I don't think it was anything to be ashamed about. Lamar Jackson is stepping it up this year for them as well. 
And it's really a scary thought to see how well he's playing this early in his career for a guy who people called him a running back and saying, you know, he's going to run the ball more than he can throw the ball. And he's proving a lot of his haters wrong. Mark Ingram is playing really well. The defense is doing their job. It's always nice to have a guy like Earl Thomas out there. The Ravens are going to be a super tough out for the playoffs. You know, this is almost like the third division where, you know, I, I got a lot of divisions where I could see two or three teams from these divisions making it. And it's the NFL. You, not, not everybody makes the playoffs. So it's getting harder and harder according to the season for me to really pick who I think is going to win what. Because I still kind of have a gut feeling that the Browns will win this division. Bengals out. Bengals are like not even like an NFL team. They, I don't even know. Like I have no clue what the Bengals think they are or think they're doing. But whatever it is, I don't see the fans happy. I don't see anybody happy talking about the Bengals. The Steelers just beat the Bengals. Oh, it's a, it's not not a special win. You beat the Bengals. You're one and three. Like Colin Coward said, they're done. Season's over. I agree with him. Steelers count them out. I'm going to count them out the whole year unless they until they make the playoffs, and even then I'll count them out because I don't think that they're any good this year, especially losing Big Ben. So this is really, for me, a two-team race, and I think the Browns will come out on top, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens do. They're playing really well. Hollywood Brown has been a sleeper. He could be a sleeper for Rookie of the Year if he continues the ball out. So I apologize to the Ravens fans. That's the second part where I was wrong is thinking that the Ravens are going to be average and finish third. I had the Steelers finishing second in that division, and clearly that's not happening. So, congratulations to the Ravens. They're playing well. Keep up what they're doing. I think they'll finish better than the 8-8 record that I had them at. Finally, my last thing is that I had, where I was wrong, is that I had the Philadelphia Eagles winning the NFC East easy. Let me, let me, that, that's a key word in there. Winning the division easy. It won't be easy for them. It just, it's not going to be. They're currently tied with the Giants in terms of record at 2-2. Two and two. Now, granted, they haven't been fully healthy all year. They just haven't. Deshaun Jackson is still out. Alshon Jeffrey missed some time. You know, Dallas Goddard missed time. He's been kind of dealing with an injury there. You know, guys like Tim Jernigan, a couple injuries. Their cornerbacks, cornerbacks are gone. Like, <laughs> they're gone. Like, I don't, I don't even know... They're all, they're all hurt. They're all injured. If you've been following the Eagles, all the guys are hurt. I saw this one list. I think it said that their starting cornerbacks this week are Rasul Douglas, Orlando Skandrick, and Craig James. And somebody said that may be the worst starting cornerback core I've seen in about 10 or 15 years. They might be right. I mean, this could be brutal for them. They need to get healthy, especially on defense. Every, everyone's hurt for them. Which is a good sign, kind of, the fact that they're at 500 and have all these injuries going on, so that could be something good for them. So, I mean, encouraging, kind of. I mean, you don't want to say that injuries are encouraging, but you're staying afloat so far. They're a game behind the Cowboys right now. And, I mean, if we're talking about in terms of quality of wins, the Cowboys basically had three bye weeks the first three weeks. They played the Giants with Eli Manning playing, played the Redskins with Case Keenum, I don't know if Keenan's going to play. Dwayne Haskins got into the game this past week, so who knows who the, what they'll do at quarterback. And they played the Dolphins. I don't need to say anything about the Dolphins. They played the Dolphins. That's basically three bye weeks. They did play a legit team, the Saints, without Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater was at quarterback, so they didn't have their franchise starting quarterback. 
They had their backup in and lost. So just re- relax on the Cowboys. Skip Bayless, sit down, take a chill pill, because the Cowboys basically had three bye weeks, and their only legit game they've had this year, they lost. So just relax with the Cowboys, because I don't think that they're going to win the division. I think the Eagles are still going to win this division. Again, that's why I said at the beginning of this topic, Eagles winning the NFC East easy is what I had. Not going to be easy. The road is still brutal for them. So I'm not going to say that they're going to win it easy. I think they'll win, but it's going to be tough. They're November. For me, November for the Eagles is where they're really going to have to get it done. November is going to be the key month for them. Because the three teams that they play in November, Chicago, New England, Seattle. And that is a brutal, brutal stretch for them in month. All three of those teams will most likely be on top of, if not competing for the top of their division, above 500 records, playing well in November. Tough month for the Cowboys. That's really key for them. They got you got to go two and one in that stretch if you want to stay alive. Because at that point, I still think it's going to be close between the Cowboys and the Eagles. So month in November, you got to go two and one. That just so keep out, keep on watch for November for the Eagles. Won't be easy. I still think they're going to win the division. They need Carson Wentz to ball out and step up. And the biggest thing for them is they got to get healthy on defense. You cannot roll with these three cornerbacks that they have and win the division. You got to get healthy. You got to do something. Eagles fans are crying out, and I mean crying out daily on Twitter for Howie Roseman to trade for Jalen Ramsey. Who knows if a deal will get done? Maybe the Jaguars are just toying with them and just want to wait until the trade deadline. I don't really know what the whole Jalen Ramsey situation is with the Eagles. I'm sure that they've offered them something at this point, or at least been in communications and doing their due diligence about it. But if you want to, you know, step up on defense, I think that at the end of the day, I think before the season is over, Jalen Ramsey will be a Philadelphia Eagle. That's just how I feel. The win against the Packers for them was great. It was huge. Put them back at 500. And like I said on my podcast from last week, this is exactly what the Eagles needed. Because if they would have lost and the Cowboys would have won, they would have been three games back. But the complete opposite happened, and now they're only one game back. So, Eagles winning the NFC East easy. I was wrong about that. It is not going to be an easy road for them. I still think they'll win it, but I think it'll really come down. That month of November is a key stretch for them. And finally, I'm going to give you my updated MVP pick and my updated Super Bowl pick. So, originally I had Carson Wentz winning the MVP. Because I really thought that he was going to step up and be the guy and be the talk of the town and talk of the league. But, I mean, this guy, some random guy I don't really know by the name of Patrick Mahomes is taking over and everyone's talking about him. He's currently 4-0 this year. He's got over 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions, and a QBR of 85.6, which is second in the league. He's playing like crazy, and he may win back-to-back MVPs. Because he's playing like that way. He currently is just, I mean, he's balling out and just making these throws. His receivers are helping him. I mean, they're, they're making some exceptional throws. And so, I mean, don't just give it all to him. His receivers are making the plays that they have to be. So, quarter into the season, I'm switching off of Carson Wentz, going to Patrick Mahomes for MVP. He's only, he's only getting better. And the Chiefs really aren't a team that you want to run into at any point during this season. Patrick Mahomes, he may... If he, can, if he can keep this stretch going of how he's playing for the next seven to eight years, he's going to find himself in GOAT conversation. Will he be able to keep it up? 
Who knows? It depends on the weapons around him. But he will find himself in GOAT conversation if he continues to play the way that he is. So my updated MVP pick is Patrick Mahomes for this year. I think he's going to win back-to-back. And finally, I'm going to update my Super Bowl pick. Originally, I had the Eagles over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to, again, move off of the Eagles for now. Super Bowl pick, I got Chiefs over the Seahawks. Yes, the Seahawks. Don't give me hate for that. Russell Wilson is a winner. He gets it done. No matter who Russell Wilson has on his team, he just he makes them better. He does. I don't I mean Doug Baldwin was a nobody. Lockhead, Will Disley. Running game could running game could be better. But I mean they're getting it done. Got Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. I mean they're they're they'll get you 100, 150 yards combined, maybe a touchdown or two. So Russell Wilson, they're three and one right now. Only reason they're not on top of the division is because they got the Niners who are three and zero and had a bye week. So that's the only reason they're not on top of their division. The Seahawks are just—they're a good team. They are—they play well. They stick to their game plan and they win. And I like Russell Wilson a lot. The defense is doing what they have to do to keep them in the games. So I think right now the Seahawks—Seahawks may look like the best team in the NFC. And if they continue to play the way they will. I'm not counting them out at all. Clearly, I have them in the Super Bowl. And I think they would make it interesting against the Chiefs. I really do. I don't think that a Chiefs-Seahawks Super Bowl would be a blowout. But at the end of the day, I I just think the Chiefs would come out on top and just find a way in the fourth quarter to win the Super Bowl. I think Patrick Mahomes will finally get his first. I, I mean, he's throwing no picks so far this year. He's throwing balls where they need to be. I love the Chiefs this year. They're only getting better. They're 4-0. Patrick Mahomes is my MVP pick. And on top of that, they have Tyreek Hill who to come back as well. And something about the Chiefs just give me that vibe of they're coming for it because they were so close last year. And they that was a whole other season under Patrick Mahomes' belt and Andy Reid with the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. And they all got this you know experience under their belt. And I think that the Chiefs are coming for it. And I really just think that the Chiefs over the Seahawks in my Super Bowl pick. A quarter into the season, the Chiefs are looking like the best team in the NFL. So that is my post-week four kind of quarter into the season where I was right, where I was wrong, updated MVP and Super Bowl picks. Thank you for giving us a listen. I hope that the sound quality is a little bit better. I did get a new microphone, so hopefully it sounds better. Still working on getting a couple things like a pop filter to cancel out because you can hear a little bit of static in the background, a little bit of background noise. Apologize for that, but we are working on it and trying to, you know, work into a full way where we can have the best possible listening experience for you. I do appreciate you guys giving me a listen and, you know, giving us, you know, the support. Like I always said, go to our Instagram, Bushy Baller Brand, and check out the website that we have. We got the blogs, we got the scoop, and we got baseline. And we're we are working on getting the YouTube channel up and going. We have this podcast coming soon, coming soon. I'm going to do the first half of this podcast will be NFL. Second half of this podcast will be NBA. So episodes will get a little bit longer because we're going to put both of them on one podcast and the NBA season is coming up. It is just about 20 days away, a little more. So it's exciting. NBA season is just around the corner. I want to give a shout out to AC and Brady for officially letting me use their song Candy for the opening and closing of my podcast. Go give them a listen. Go support them on Spotify 
and just go, you know, listen to their music. They got great music, up-and-coming artists, so go give them a listen to the song. If you want to get the song, it's called Candy. Thank you so much for giving this podcast a listen, and we will see you next week on our NFL Post 5 wrap-up of the NFL. Thank you very much for all the support. Oh, one quick last note, a new logo is coming out soon. We are working on getting a new logo, and we will be throwing it on T-shirts, hats, phone cases, anything you can think of. We're working on getting a store open with the new logo. Thanks again for all the support. We do really appreciate here at Pushy Ball we bring. Facing this mirror, I see his image more clearer. Going against me, I dare you. I'm fearless, I would not fear you. They told me I'll be a failure. Not for my time, I'm a billion. Attacking tracks like a killer and kill it, making a thriller. I've been on some different, all this swag. I'm dripping, didn't give a listen. Then my views have risen. Now they get my vision like, what's your proposition? See no competition. Got a lot of submission. Can't take my position. Nah.